Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Honor and privilege to be with you all today on the air. On this beautiful Monday 9th in the year of our Lord 2023, not 2022 as I was about to say. We are just barely into the year and a lot has gone down politically already. We've got a lot of news to get to today. To begin, there's going to be just a short little tidbit of information, but a Six-year-old is the suspect in a school shooting in which a teacher was shot. A six-year-old suspect is in custody. ABC News, a teacher was injured in a shooting at an elementary school after a six-year-old student opened fire during an altercation in Virginia on Friday. Police and school officials say as the community grapples with a shocking incident, the unidentified victim described as a woman in her 30s was transported to a local hospital with life-threatening injuries, police said. The teacher was listed in stable condition as of Saturday afternoon. No students were injured in the shooting, which occurred in a first-grade classroom at Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, police and school officials said. All I, the unidentified suspect is in custody, Newport News Public School said in a statement adding, all of the students are safe. A six-year-old took a gun to school, we're assuming that he brought in the gun, and shot his teacher or a teacher with it. They say it wasn't a random shooting. They say it wasn't a random incident, but it was a a planned incident by this student to shoot this teacher. A six-year-old. Now, I have a question for those on the left out there. How could gun control have stopped this idiocracy, this this stupidity by this child? The the trigger locks wouldn't have done anything if that kid can figure out how to shoot someone with a gun that has a safety on it and 
has all the different safety settings, they're going to figure out how to take off a trigger lock. If it was in a locked box, they'll find the key. I mean, kids are not stupid. This is a, a, a tragic incident. I'm praying for the family. The teacher is still in, is now in stable condition, according to something I heard earlier today. So it looks like the teacher will be okay. These are life-changing injuries. And I don't know how gun control could have stopped it. If the, the student has the mental capacity to take a gun, shoot someone with it, their parents, being gun owners, wouldn't have caused that. He would have just taken a knife instead or taken a, a different weapon instead. Maybe he thought it was a BB gun. I, I don't know. We don't know what was going through this kid's mind. But the only kind of control that could have stopped this from happening is people control, not gun control. Controlling the firearm does nothing when the people and the students are led by stupid people. These The, the students' parents are not good role models, are not good people. A child probably shouldn't be in that household from what I'm understanding. Just, just based on the assumption of what's going on here. Gun control would not have stopped that. So I'm praying for the families, obviously everyone involved. But gun control would not have stopped this. And, and before the left tries to make political tactics and political points out of it, gun control could not have stopped something this tragic from happening under any circumstance. So I'm praying for the families we're going to move on, but I wanted to mention that first and foremost. We now have a new Speaker of the House, my friends. We now have a Speaker... Finally, after he gave in to the concessions and the, and the demands of Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, we now have a Speaker of the House. That Speaker is Kevin McCarthy, which I'm not going to applaud to. Kevin McCarthy gave his first speech as Speaker of the House on midnight on Saturday, in which he pledged to be the check and provide some balance on the Biden administration. McCarthy clinched the Speakership after suffering 14 ballot vote losses and a historic vote that stretched multiple days. I hope one thing is clear after this week. I will never give up. I will never give up for you, the American people. And I will never give up on our commitment on our on keeping our commitment to America is a quote from Kevin McCarthy. As Speaker of the House, my ultimate responsibility is not to be my party, my conference, or even our Congress. My responsibility, our responsibility is to our pardon me, our country, he added. Our system is built on checks and balances. It's time for us to be the check and provide some balance on the president's policies. There is nothing more important than making it possible for American families to live and enjoy the lives they deserve. Finishing his remarks, McCarthy added, Our nation is worth fighting for. Our rights are worth fighting for. Our dreams are worth fighting for. Our future is worth fighting for. McCarthy thanked President Trump for the endorsement and for standing by him in the speaker battle, even when a lot of real Trump allies, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, fought against him. So that is that there. We have a Speaker of the House. We have a rules package that is pretty based. Let's be honest. It's a pretty good rules package. It's going to do a lot of good for the American people when it comes to one vote. Uh, one person can bring up the motion to vacate. One person can do a lot of that kind of stuff. There's going to be an investigation in the FBI and the CIA into these groups. We're going to cut our defense spending. We're going to cut a lot of things and save money for the American people. The next battle, now that the speaker battle is over, we have a speaker that's willing to put these things into the bill, into the uh, into the the motion and into the the the, the rules package is now we have to get people to vote for that rules package. Tony Gonzalez from Uvalde, Texas area, 
has said he is not going to vote for the rules package. There are other rhinos out there that are not going to vote for this rules package because it is giving concessions to the 20. This is the next battle. Standing up and allowing to fight, um, and allowing the people to fight is not a bad thing. And allowing this to happen in the public's eyes is not a bad thing. Now we have rhinos that they got their speaker. They got the person they wanted. They, they, Tony Gonzalez was an only Kevin guy, an okay guy, okay? And now he's saying he's not going to vote for McCarthy's rules package because it concedes to the 20. That's where we are. The same people going on Fox News on the radio and saying, these people that are holding up the caucus, holding up the people, holding up the, the McCarthyites from doing what they want to do, are the worst people in American history. They're terrible at their job, this and that. They don't work for the American people. Now those same people are going out there and threatening not to vote for the rules package. We'll talk about what's in the rules package after the break here on the Conservative Crusader. First, pay some bills. Patreon is the best way to support the program, the cheapest way to support the program in the way that goes directly to me to help get some exclusive content or a rank on our Discord server a lot more with the Patreon subscription. Just go today to patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H is our Patreon page. For as little as $3 a month, you can support the program, and I appreciate it every single day. Matt Irwin is a, is a current patron. He's a great listener to the show. Thank you, Matt, for your support through that process as well. If you need a logo or a voiceover or a video edit or anything else you might need from Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, go to bit.ly is a link slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H-F-I-V-E-R-R. That is the Fiverr link to get the to support me with Fiverr as well as getting a good deal for your gig. Your gigs are uh, gigs are gigs on Fiverr are great priced for what you're getting. They do a great job at everything they do on there. Go to Fiverr.com or actually bit.ly slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. And blackoutcoffee.com use code TSMS to support the entire network here at the Right Feature Radio Network. That is our paying the bills segment of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being here. Up next, the rules package. What's in the rules package? What did McCarthy give to the holdouts? And more on the Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Kevin McCarthy won the battle to become Speaker of the House. That is a truth. Now we have Republicans in Congress that maybe aren't the best Republicans are holding up our rules package, holding up what the majority fought for and conceded to for these 20 to actually vote for Kevin McCarthy uh, for Speaker of the House. So let's get into that today. What are they doing with the rules package? After the rules package, we're going to talk about uh, TikTok. They're voting to ban that on public devices and state-owned devices Also, Governor Mike DeWine signed an executive order banning TikTok on state-owned devices. That is breaking news kind of this morning. I'm recording this at 8 a.m. this morning, so if anything changes overnight tonight before 8 p.m., sorry about that one, folks. But that is what we are doing and what we are working on today. All right. The rules package voting Congress, what we know about it is, what we know about it, pardon me, and what McCarthy gave to his holdouts. Congress returns to another primetime showdown, this time over the rules package that governs how the House does its business. The rules package, which typically receives little attention among the routine procedures of Congress, has been in the hardened negotiations between new House Speaker Kevin McCarthy 
in the cadre of right-wing Republican members who delayed his election to the seat for four days. It is slated to be voted on tonight. Though McCarthy will hold the gavel and have arguably the best view in Washington from the Speaker's balcony, critics say he traded away the true power of the position in his days-long bid for the seat. Took 15 rounds of voting. All 212 Democrats will vote against it. Rep. Tony Gonzalez from Uvalde, Texas, said he is a no. Nancy Mays says she's on the fence about whether to vote in favor of the package. All right. Let me make this very clear. I'm only going to take a minute, but let's make this very clear. If you are a Republican member of Congress that voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times for the speaker vote, you were only willing to vote for Kevin McCarthy. You got mad at the group that was not willing to vote for Kevin McCarthy in the first round and the second round and the third round and, and over and over again like Matt Gates, like Lauren Boebert. You cannot come out and say, we should not vote for this rules package. This is the McCarthy rules package plus a little bit from the 20 that held out. It is still mostly Kevin McCarthy's words for his Congress. If you're not voting for this rules package, if you are an American, a, a, a government official in America, and you're saying, no, we're not going to vote for this rules package right now, we'll think about it, or even just a hard no like Tony Gonzalez, you are not a Republican. You are not a conservative. You want the left to rule. How does it feel now? The thing is, you can't just vote for a different option in this. You're either a yes, a no, or a present. Either way, with a majority... It can only be 40% of Congress, but a majority, it will pass. Or it will fail, either one. This isn't the same thing as holding out of the speaker vote, Tony Gonzalez, Nancy Mace. This is allowing Congress to do the job that you were so worried about doing three days ago. You were going on Fox News complaining, well, these 20 are holding out and, and we can't really get to work yet. Now you're holding up the rules package and you can't let them get to work. But make up your mind. Is it about getting to work or is it about doing what you want to do, Tony Gonzalez? Nancy Mace. Having the rules package be a word of exactly what you want. Not what your constituents want. Not what Kevin McCarthy wants. Not what the 20 want. You, as a person, as a one member of Congress holding up the entire proceeding and allowing this rules package to fail because it isn't perfect to your standard. See, there's a difference here between what happened with the 20 and what happened with the 200 that are willing to shoot down this rules package is the 20 could have settled for a different speaker or was just going to hold it up so this speaker didn't go into place. And it held it up for a few days. Obviously, Kevin McCarthy ended up winning. The negotiations throughout this entire speaker battle have been on making sure this rules package is good for both the 20 and the 200. And now members of the 200 that voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times are saying they're going to vote down this rules package and vote against this rules package. Why do you go on the news, go on TV, go on everywhere else, complain that this rules package, and we might not get to govern, and this and that, because the 20, or the 18, or the 16, or the 10, or however many you want to even mention, we're holding out. So you're going to go on Fox News, go on Newsmax, go on... OAN, go on uh, MSNBC and complain that the 20 are holding up government. And then you're going to go out there and vote against the rules package. Tony Gonzalez, sorry to say it, buddy, 
You seem like a nice guy. You seem like a friendly face in Congress. You are an embodiment of the problem with the Republican Party. That hurts to say. I, I, I cannot stand when I have to go on this network, go on this program, and say a sitting member of Congress is an embodiment of a terrible person and an embodiment of a terrible politician and a terrible government. If we had to pick one person to send to aliens to represent how bad our government is, it should be Tony Gonzalez. He's a Republican. He's in a moderately Republican area. And he's voting down the rules package, holding up everything. I'm not opposed to, to debating it on the floor. I'm not opposed to having three days, four days, five days of debates. But going out there on news, on, on TV, on Twitter, and saying we are going to vote on this rules package no matter what is the embodiment of a failure of the government. Is an embodiment of the failure of Tony Gonzalez and of, you, uh, of that area and of the Republican majority in Congress. Let me know what you think. 574-675-6747. Leave a voicemail. 57-GOP-JOSH-7 on that issue. So what is he voting down? McCarthy agreed to restore the motion to vacate, allowing any one member to call a vote to remove him. More seats for the Freedom Caucus members uh, will receive three of the nine seats in the powerful House Rules Committee. The end of the omnibus, McCarthy agreed to vote separately on spending bills. Lower spending, the deal will cap spending at the level from two years ago, which means the cuts to most programs. Investigating the investigators, a judiciary subcommittee that will focus on the weaponization of the FBI and Department of Justice. Fewer contested primaries, McCarthy will not add uh, congressional leadership fund PAC money into conservative uh, races against conservative members in safe districts. Restoring the Holman Rule, which allows amendments to reduce lawmakers' salaries, fire federal employees, and cut programs, and will allow a 72-hour review period to give House members more time to review bills before they reach the floor. What's bad about that, by the way? Unless Mr. Tony Gonzalez doesn't want to cut to his pay, what's bad about that? What can you go through and listen to that and say, I don't really like that in there? When the majority of your caucus will. And the majority of the caucus will vote for it because they want to get work done. If you want to get work done, you have to vote for this omnibus or the, the, this rules package. There is no alternative. There is no negotiation, no holdout. It's either it passes or it fails, and that's it. If it fails, the left gets to make one, and then we'll put that up, and it'll fail, and then we'll never get anything done. If you want to get work done for the American people, if you want to do something for the American people, Tony Gonzalez, do something. Vote for the uh, vote for this rules package, and let's get the let's get the investigations rolling. Let's get the committees rolling. Let's get this all rolling. Just because you oppose the House Freedom Caucus and oppose what they are standing for on that caucus, doesn't mean you get the right to veto every single thing in Congress. Okay, twenty people is a lot more than one people or two people, and maybe the the rules package will still pass. We don't know how other moderates might carry. Uh, other moderates like that will vote on this issue, but we know if Tony Gonzalez will then there's a good chance others won't vote for it. And there's a good chance it might fail. So if it fails, if, if the rules package goes down, you can blame Tony Gonzalez and you can blame moderates that are not willing to concede to the, quote, power-hungry right, the, the right that actually stands for life, stands for the right issues, stands for fiscal conservatism. Just remember that. That that, that should be a, a priority in your mind, is who votes against this rules package and they should be primaried out. I'm not okay, I'm not hating towards anyone that voted for McCarthy 15 times. If you vote for McCarthy 15 times and you also vote against the rules package, that's where I say we need to primary you out. Especially in a moderately safe state like 
um, like Texas, like like that district, that still voted for Trump, still voted for Republicans, even after the what happened there in Uvalde. We we gotta fight this. We we can't allow this to happen. GOP Josh, Red Feature Radio Network. We need this rules package. Call your congressman. Call your congressman. Let me get the switchboard number for you. Maybe here. All right. We're running out of time here. 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. Call your congressman. 202-224-3121. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone. It's Joe Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. All right. So TikTok is a social media platform. I I post a couple clips on there, but I'm not very active on there. GOP Josh is that page and that that profile if you want to check that out. Lawmakers are still using TikTok after voting to ban it on federal government devices. This is from the Daily Caller. Some lawmakers are still active on TikTok even after concerns about the social media platform surveillance capabilities permitted Congress to ban it on some federal devices in December. The bipartisan omnibus spending bill passed on December 23rd prohibits TikTok on executive branch mobile devices with limited carve-outs for national security, law enforcement, and research purposes. Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Jamal Bowman of New York have posted on the app since the vote despite supporting the bill and other current and former representatives still have accounts on the platform. So I want to talk about this a little bit as well because I am in that space of social media, in that space of this kind of just stuff, you know what I mean? Um, Posting on a private device is different than posting on a government device. Like, like, posting on at Ilhan Omar on Twitter is different than posting on at Rep Ilhan Omar on Twitter. One's a government account, one's a personal account. Both can represent your office in some ways, but the, it, only one of them is actually government. Same with this Congress bill. If they vote, if they have TikTok on their personal device, they can. that's fine. I, I don't support it. I don't have it. I post off my computer if I post it. But I, I, I just don't sort of... I don't. I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> I I don't support people using it, and, and I don't think it's bad if government officials do, unless they have national security information on that phone. If Ilhan Omar is on her personal cell phone or personal iPhone, and she's tweeting people or texting people about some national security issues, that is one thing. If she is just posting memes on her on her alternative phone, that's another thing, right? So we have this here. The Senate voted unanimously to ban TikTok on government-issued mobile devices in December, and the House Internal Cybersecurity Office directed members and staffers to delete the app from any work phones on December 27th due to a high risk to users. So what we should do as a country is um, 
ban TikTok entirely. Get it off government phones, get it off personal phones, get it off this, get it off that, and ban it entirely. Give it about a, a, a three-month window for users and say, hey, for those people who have built careers on that app, like Charlie D'Amelio and, and those influencers, and say, hey, we're going to be closing down this app. We're going to be closing down the, the U.S. branch and the U.S. support of TikTok. Ban the servers from being brought to the United States and say, hey, this is not safe for national security. We're going to ban it. Give them some time to get off the app, get, get what they need to get settled, and then ban the app. National security will go up tremendously. And I'm not saying ban TikTok because it, it's a bad app. But when our national security and our youth are at stake, and that's one thing that I don't understand, is when conservatives are saying, most small government means you can't ban an app. Yes, it does. I mean, it, it does. And I'm not a, a pure, pure small government person. I mean, a government where it should intervene person. I'm not, government should inter- intervene in every single minute of your life, but it should intervene for national security's sake. It should intervene for protecting our students, our youth. It should intervene for protecting our national security. It should intervene in uh, that instance. Banning TikTok from every phone in America and every tablet and every computer in America is a good thing. Just like banning pornography is a good thing. And if you've been on TikTok, if you've seen what they post on that app in in any capacity, you'll see why there is such an increase in depression in, in porn usage and stuff like that because of what's on that app. I mean, that, that app is just disgusting and filthy. Just from what, scrolling on your For You page, I used to be an active user of it. I don't anymore. I, I, I use just YouTube for I'm watching content. I'm usually just listening to talk radio. I mean, to be honest, I don't use a lot of apps in that instance. But just what's on this app is nasty. Just plain and simple. What Louisiana did requiring a government ID to access porn sites is a great idea. I think more states should do that and more states should go into that process, into that line of thinking. That includes TikTok. It, it does. Put the, and I'm pressing buttons on my board now. You want to hear that clip? There, there, we have there put it together, is. <laughs> I think not not planning on playing it today, but. Extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Completely unrelated, but I, I moved my board. Okay, a uh, little inside baseball. I rearranged the studio over the weekend, and I drilled a hole in my desk with the boom arm closer to my mouth, and I just rearranged the desk. My computer's on my left now, my monitor's on my right, I got a new keyboard, it's beautiful. Not used to having the board propped up on two books, and if you want to hear the books, it's The Room Where It Happened by John Bolton, who's now running for president, by the way, and Bill Clinton and um, James Patterson's book, whatever that's about. I never read either of them, I just, I, I have them, I use it to prop up my board, give it a little me, give me a little more of a clear view on it from my desk, and I can have to press the buttons to mute really easy. See, look, I pressed it. All right. Get off the inside baseball train, Josh. This is irrelevant. So, yeah, there's a TikTok bill and everything like that. DeWine signed some executive orders on his first day after being sworn in. We'll talk about that later in the program. Um, Ben Sass has officially left the Senate, meaning Dems have a two-seat majority right now. He formally resigned from the Senate on Sunday. Right now, someone's going to appoint someone from his state, I believe, uh, today. I'm not exactly sure about when that's going to happen. Uh, he is going to become president of the University of Florida. The governor, uh, Jim Pillen, will be tasked with naming Sass replacement in the chamber. His replacement will serve a two-year term before a special election in 2024. I don't know when that appointment will be named. 
And I want to play this clip here from the one and only Carrie Lake, who won the 2022 governor's election in Arizona. Um, her, she was on Fox News Sunday. We are back with former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. And Carrie, uh, Joe Biden is visiting El Paso today. No plans to go to Arizona. Do you have recommendations in terms of what he needs to see when he gets there today? Well, I wish he were going and really wanted to see the truth of what's happening at the border. I'm, I'm disturbed that they've tried to sanitize the uh, the images for him so that he'll think it's not as bad as it is. It's the worst we've ever seen it in our lifetime. And we went from the best with President Trump because he had actually a really good border plan and Joe Biden dismantled that. I hope he will have a change of heart. I'm encouraged that he's actually going to the border Yeah, because he came to Arizona about a month ago and didn't even bother to talk about the border or go to the border. He didn't think it was problem. I'm encouraged that he's finally uttering yep. the word fentanyl and that he can uh, realize that this is a poisoning of our youngest generation. Right. It's taking a generation from us. Well, Carrie, and you so called I hope it, that you, when he... You called it an invasion throughout your campaign for governor. You a minute ago said that the other side sabotaged you. How did they do it? And how far are you willing to take this lawsuit? We are suing, and we uh, we are the first court case to even have evidence um, put forth in an election case. Um, really, a lot of people said in 2020 they never put any evidence forward. There's a lot of evidence, and we saw it play out on uh, the election day in Arizona when 60 percent of now the they're moving away from the border issue, of course. But I want to play this too. It's working as soon as the polls opened on election day, knowing that 75 percent of the people voting on election day were voting for Carrie Lake. They sabotaged election day by printing the wrong images on the ballots, jamming up the machines. The machines didn't work at at least 60% of the polling locations, and that caused lines of two and three and four hours. People couldn't vote. They got to the front of the line. The machines were jamming, mm. and people were disenfranchised. And so we're fighting... But I want to say this, too. I'm very surprised that Fox News and uh, Maria is allowing her to say this all. And this is irrelevant from the border issue, but it's also very important. That's why I'm playing it still. Yes, and we've got excellent evidence, and we're taking it to the appellate court now. We will take it to the Arizona Supreme Court, and we will take it to the United States Supreme Court if we need to. But we will okay. not allow our elections to be stolen in Arizona. Carrie, thanks very much for being here. Carrie Lake in Arizona this morning. Thank That'll you, do it for us for Sunday Morning Futures. That's thanks. a clip on Fox News of Carrie Lake. I thought it was mainly just her visiting the border or, or talking about the border. Obviously, it wasn't, but that's still important. What's going on right now, we're going to talk about it in the next segment as well. El Paso is clearing their migrant camps, and then we're actually going to end it up very quickly here, where they're just transitioning. They're cleaning up the ground. They're, they're cleaning up all the trash. They're, they're cleaning everything for Biden's visit. Why are they hiding what the true look of, of, of El Paso is? Why are they cleaning it up for the president? Because they know that if he sees it and what's actually going on, he will be ashamed and it's his fault it's happening the way it is now all right i'm just gonna say it there back after this on the program biden is getting ready for his 2024 campaign launch as well as the governor of ohio is re-sworn in for his second term signed some executive orders here on the red feature radio network gopjosh.com is our webpage patreon.com slash gopjosh right back after this you're listening to the conservative crusader hi I'm Joseph Bausch, CEO of Hydra Communications and The American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there. 
This is the Conservative Crusader. If you like the program this much or listening to the fourth segment, please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash GOP Joshua. Our anchor page, anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader. You can support us both ways in that way. Let's go. All right. Biden is readying his 2024 campaign launch. After months of will he or won't he, Biden and his senior aides are readying the details around his 2024 campaign. Multiple sources tell The Hill the president is planning to make his intentions to run for a second White House term public in the coming weeks, likely in February, around the time of the State of the Union. One source close to the Biden 2020 campaign with knowledge of the president's plans and more of a formal announcement is expected to come in April. So we have a president here. 80 years old, has dementia, has been to the border one time in 80 years, and he's been a public servant for 50 years, and he's considering running for a second term. I can't say it because I don't want to kind of curse what's going to happen. So let's knock on wood here. Our desk is wood. Knocking on wood here. Republicans are going to have a landslide. We said this in the, in the midterms. No one actually took it seriously because we said in the midterms the polls were so off. But if Republicans get their ballot harvesting initiative under control, as Scott Pressler is, is working on, and as we're hoping to get him on the show soon, also, supposed to get Roger Stone on the show very soon, so wait out for that. But um, having Scott Pressler doing his work as the ground game guy with ballot harvesting and everything like that is an honor to have him working for the Republican Party, having him work for that. Also working for Harmeet Dillon. I don't know if she's going to win it at this point, but I hope she does. She'll be a great RNC chairwoman helping support Republican initiatives and, and incidents like that. So she'll be a great chairwoman. Um. So, so Biden's going to run again. Can you tell me that you are a person who does political conversations just on the regular with people you meet or people you talk to or people you're friends with? And any of them believe, wholeheartedly believe in their heart, not in their politics, not in their wallet, but in their heart, that Joe Biden is a good president. And that Joe Biden is a president for the people. That Joe Biden does his job. You can't say he does that because he doesn't. He's a terrible president. He has gone to the border one time in his entire presidency, in his entire public service life. The the border crisis is outrageous right now. This is a little bit of, of free consulting for campaigns. Take it, if you will, for Republican campaigns. Run on border issues. Run on grocery costs. Not gas costs. Grocery costs. Run on the issues that actually affect the people. Run on that. Okay? Don't run on more gas costs. Don't run on more inflation. Run on the actual cost of groceries. What's gone up 30% in the past two years? What's gone up so much in the past few years? Run on that. That will actually have an effect on the American people. Because I know. I I talk to a lot of people. In retail and places like that, and I say, what affects you? The fact that prices are going up 30%. The fact that things you used to be able to buy for 60 cents are now 219. I mean, that affects the people more than inflation, and that's what inflation is. But with with political campaigns and with actually leading people to, to, to believe, you have to assume they're going to go the right way. If you go out flat like Youngkin did in his campaign and say, um, Hey, gas, their grocery costs are insane. 
that will lead people to your side. Uh, I, I'm trying to find the Kim in here. Here's the ad from Glenn Young, and we have it in our archives. This is what we should do. This is a winning campaign. It's not your imagination. Consumer prices are going up. And to make matters worse, Virginia is only one of 13 states to tax groceries. As governor, I will eliminate Virginia's grocery tax. Career politicians will call it radical, but to me, it's just common sense. Because saving a little extra on milk and bread and all of this, it adds up. It's time to make it a little easier to live, work, and raise a family here in Virginia. There. That's our campaign. If Glenn Youngkin decides not to run for Senate in 2024, or if he decides not, he can't run for re-election, he needs to be a, a spokesman in the RNC. He's running a good campaign. He ran a good campaign. He's governing like the state of Virginia. He is a perfect embodiment of his group and his, his area and his state. That's our guy. I'm not saying for president. I'm not saying for anything outside of what he's doing now, but that's our guy. That's who we need for 2024 in some ways to, to be our spokesman. And I know it didn't work in 2022 because the campaigns weren't running the same. Tudor Dixon was running an abortion campaign. Doug Mastriano wasn't running a campaign. Carrie Lake was running a border campaign. Youngkin did what was good for his state and did it good. Just going to put that out there, and that's what we should use for our future. Five executive orders from DeWine to end out the program today. TikTok is now banned on all state-owned or leased devices after Governor Mike DeWine, uh, Governor Mike DeWine signed five new executive orders Sunday evening. Within minutes of taking the official oath of office for a second term as governor, DeWine issued five executive orders, one of which prohibit, uh, prohibits certain applications of on platforms and websites on state-owned and state-leased devices that are owned by the CCP. These apps include, but not limited to, TikTok, Tencent, QQ, Tencent Video, QQ International, QQI, QZone, WeChat, Weibo, Xiao, Shenzhong, Zihao, I don't know how to pronounce these, Little Red Book is some an English one, Ding Talk, Ding Ding, Dubin, I believe Dubin is the uh, the Chinese name for TikTok. The Department of Administration Services through Ohio's Office of Information Technology shall review relevant statewide policies and, where necessary, update them to comply with this executive order. Uh, another one is anti-discrimination policy and state government. Uh, those are the two that WSYX in Columbus have on file here. But he signed five. It doesn't actually say what the five are. A youth mentorship program for state employees created the mental health Insurance office in the Ohio Department of Education, or insurance, I'm sorry, and continued DeWine's prioritization of opportunities in education for Ohioans to pursue pursue careers and workforces that need employees. That is the, the, the executive orders. So good job, DeWine. You're actually doing something for the people. Keep it up, DeWine. This is an open message to you. I'm sure someone on your, on your handling staff listens to the program, all right? So, so this is for you. Do the work the people voted you in to do. Don't do the same old, same old. Don't do the same establishment stuff. Don't do lockdowns. Don't do mandates. Don't do losing issues. Support House Bill 248, or whatever the equivalent will be in the new session. Support the ballot initiative. Support what Brian Stewart proposed for the ballot initiative. I think even any ballot initiative that's good can pass with 60%. Mike DeWine. We gave you a second shot. Do not throw away your shot. You got it? 
Your last time on a ballot, probably, unless you run for president in 2024, as Billy Cunningham said you should. Um, I disagree with Billy, but we can disagree. Do not throw away what the voters have given you, Dwine. Do good work for the people. We need you to accomplish something for the people. Don't be swampy. Don't be squishy. Don't be bought by special interests. I know none of this is going to happen. I'm just wish casting. But seriously, DeWine. I believe you got a good shot. I believe you have a good heart. I believe you're in it for the right reasons, I would hope. But you got to do it. You got to do the work. You got to do the work, DeWine. You do. GOP Josh is our webpage, gopjosh.com. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh is support. bit.ly slash GOP to support the program that way. And I just want to say this. I know I've never actually personally used Fiverr yet, working on it to get new voiceovers for the program, new imaging for the program. But the customer service, from what I hear, is fantastic. I've sold on Fiverr. I've done some back back room stuff, so to speak, with, with not that phrase, but you know what I mean, on Fiverr. The customer support is fantastic. The people on that platform all want to do a good job for you to make their money. It's the new public square and the new service platform. bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr if you need a logo, a voiceover, an advertisement, whatever you might need. bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr. GOPJosh.com back with you Wednesday and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 